0: Holy moly! It's the, it's two-a-time edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast with star of the show Adam Beasley. I am caddy of the
1: show Armando Salguero. How are you, star of the show? <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to pick my jaw up off the floor, Armando. It, right now, we'll go behind the scenes. It's 1.35 on Tuesday as we tape this, and we've had, what, an hour and a half, two hours to digest it's the biggest news of the season?
0: It is amazing that, uh, that the Dolphins have summarily benched Ryan Fitzpatrick and promoted Tua tonga to be their starting quarterback. And they did it on a bye week, and they did it after Chad Gailey told us how much Tua needs to learn <laughs> <laughs> to be able to play only an hour prior to that. And, uh, yeah,
1: kind of interesting. Interesting timing overall. Me- message discipline certainly for the uh, the grizzled vet, uh, Chan Gailey. Look, this is my opinion here, Armando. Uh, we have I have not spoken yet to Brian Flores. I have not spoken yet to Tua Tagovailoa. No, I have not spoken yet to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But we have talked to people who have an idea of what's going on, who have been informed about what's going on. My guess is this: they were going to make the move at the buy, regardless. That if the buy was week eleven, it was going to be week eleven. If it was week six, it's going to be week six. So the the, the, the timing was perfect for them to make this move, um, and, and that's why they did it. Am I right or wrong? Well, I mean, you
0: can't be wrong in an opinion. An opinion <laughs> is your opinion. Uh, you know, so I, I respect your opinion. I don't know that I agree necessarily with your opinion. Look, um, I think – Personally, I get caught up a little bit in the success of the team vibe in that they are making a change at quarterback at a time when they've won three out of four games, are in second place in the AFC East, were the only AFC East team to win last week, and, oh, by the way, they're 500 under Brian Flores for the first time in his coaching tenure. And so now is the time that they have chosen to make the switch. And that rocks me a little bit. But then I was, you know, I guess I got the the person in the trench coat, you know, in the dark alley said, come here, sonny. And, you know, I got a little bit of an explanation. And I think it comes down to... Ryan right. Fitzpatrick is going to get them to eight and eight, dude. And
1: you know, it's it's time. Well, and, and I, I understand that's the message they want out there. Uh, I will say this: Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, has played better this year than he has than he did last year when he was the team MVP. That he probably has at any point since the 2015 season. So it's not like Fitz is playing poorly. Um, yes, he threw a bad interception that took a touchdown off the board on Sunday. They, he also threw three touchdowns and six in the last two weeks and has the number seven QBR in the entire National Football League. And he is the reason, he is the reason that they've gotten to three and three. And I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Tua long term is the better option for Ryan Fitzpatrick. But that is not what Brian Flores pleaches. Preaches who is the best equipped to win on Sunday. And I don't know if that's the move they're making right now.
0: So I I have a little bit of a different feel for Fitz. I love Fitz, okay? Because Fitz is all energy and a bundle of joy and Hawaiian shirts and it's all good and the epic beard and outstanding interview and all of that. But you you know, you get down to the bottom line of Fitz. And he's in his 16th year, and he's never been to the playoffs. And the team is 3-3. Three and three. And he was the MVP last year, like you said, on a 5-11 and 11 team. <laughs> and, you know, he did throw those three touchdowns last week. You are absolutely correct. But he also threw two interceptions. And I hear the talk of, well, on a couple of his interceptions, he's had his arm tipped. Yeah, guess what the team thinks on a couple of those arm tip interceptions. A better quarterback kind of moves around in the pocket a little bit and finds the the, you know, the lane and isn't getting his arm tipped. And so thinking about a guy who has 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions in the NFL, that's not going to that's not going to do it. Okay, let me
1: ask you this, Armando. Will they win more games with Tua as their, their starter to the rest of the year than they will with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because I, I had believed going into before today's news that they they should at the very least be even with the Rams uh, from a point spread perspective, if not favored at home with with LA having to come cross country and the Dolphins playing very well. Let's not say they've been okay. They played very well over the last. Um, Tua is going to head, head be swimming. Um, he's going to, he's not going to go out there and light it up week one. That very rarely happens. And so they're, they, they're in a position, they're in a more of a position to lose in a week and a half than they would have been if Fitz was their starter. Now, you can tell me week 14, 15, 16, 17, Tua is going to put them in a better position to win. That's, that's something I can't argue with. I don't, I don't know that. But in the immediate future, they are sacrificing the present for the future. And if if that's secretly behind the scenes, if that's what they wanted to do all along, I get that. They at some point need to play Tua. But that's not what Brian Flores has told us from the very first day he got hired, including time and time again last year when he was throwing it in our faces that they weren't tanking.
0: Uh, Your question has an unknowable answer because we won't know if – uh, you know, if Fitzpatrick would have done better than Tua because Fitzpatrick's not going to play. And so there's
1: that. Uh, the Rams... But, but, no, agree. But if Tua goes and stinks it up for the next four or five weeks... What if Tua is a stud? What if? I agree. Okay. It, okay. it, 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 it's, it's definitely a possibility. I what? Just, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, You're I, the star of the show. I just... Of course. I just think they did Fitz wrong here because... Um, he, he has played, he hasn't been a superstar, but he has been a top 15 quarterback this season and they're treating him like he just lost three out of four instead of winning three out of four. And, and that, and and this is the last time I'm going to bring it up because I am all on board with seeing what this kid can do. And it's a breath of fresh air and it's a lot of excitement. I just think that they kind of did fits dirty here.
0: How many teams make the playoffs? 14, 14 this year. So, if you have a top 15 quarterback and 14 teams make the playoffs, I'm wondering, yeah, the Dolphins aren't making the playoffs.
1: Well, you have a top 15 quarterback and the number three scoring defense in the National Football League, Armando. There's more than one dynamic here. Because they played Jacksonville, <laughs> and they played the Jets. I mean, they I, also played the, the Bills and the Patriots. And, and they Hops got lit up. Jordan. And the 49ers. No. And, no, they, they did not get they did not get lit up by the Seahawks. They did not. Um they gave up some points, yes. They didn't get lit up by the Patriots either. They gave up some rushing yards, they gave up twenty one points. They gave up some rushing yards, they gave up 176 rushing yards. They we're talking scoring defense, and that's the most The important.
0: guy fumbled at the one yard line, other and, and they missed a thirty five yard field goal. Eight, that eight, could have eight, easily easily eight, been thirty four to ten.
1: points per game they've allowed on defense. There are 27, 28 other teams in the NFL that would kill for those numbers. (laughs) So let's let's, let's not show the defense scores. They they, they have – come on, Armando. They they have one of the three or four best cornerbacks in the National Football League. They have the number two pass rusher right now in terms of stacks in the AFC. This, This defense is not bad. It was bad the first weeks of the season. The last four games, they have not been bad. They have, been, they have been more than good enough with competent quarterback play to get you to the playoffs. Now, if you're telling me that's not enough, and they, the Super Bowl is the most important thing, winning a Super Bowl is the most important thing, which they're not going to this year with Tua, and they're not going to this year with Fitzpatrick, but if you're telling me that's the most important thing, that's the argument I can swallow here, but I don't think that's the argument that Brian Flores has ever made. He, what he has always, The argument he has always made is this quarterback gives us the best chance to win this week, and I don't think that's true right now.
0: I'm going to love reading the Adam Beasley story about how great the Dolphins' defense is the Monday after they play the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be a great read as far as I'm concerned. I bet, they do,
1: a- I bet they do better against the run than the Buffalo Bills did last night.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm sure, let, I'm let, sure let that, that's how they'll measure victory
0: and defeat in that one. <laughs> okay.
1: let, that, let that be the marker. So, okay. Uh, uh, you, you would have to agree that right now the Dolphins are playing at a high level. They are.
0: I agree that they just whipped the New York Jets, who are the only winless team
1: in the NFL. They destroyed the 49ers. They destroyed the 49ers so much that San Francisco benched their quarterback to protect him. Exactly.
0: Because their offensive line was injured. Because the two cornerbacks that they had on the field were were substandard, not even NFL-type
1: guys. They have been they, – they, they, they have been – they have blown out three teams and they have been within one score with five minutes left up to three playoff teams. That right there is a team in a crappy AFC East. And I know you love the Bills. They, they are a bad football team. They should be 3-3 three and three, and they got a gift pass interference call against the Rams. They are no better than the Miami Dolphins. And Josh Allen has come huh? back – that Josh Allen has come back to earth. They caught the Do- they caught the Dolphins early with their with 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 their number one A cornerback out playing a guy who's twenty years old. That is the only reason the Buffalo Bills won the game against the Miami Dolphins. Um,
0: you can rationalize all of this stuff. Your record, you are what your record says you are. The Bills are better than the Dolphins. They actually beat the Dolphins. They're ahead of the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a 500 team, which is great if that's what you want the team to be. But the Miami Dolphins have a a, a view of themselves that Tua can be just as good as average Ryan Fitzpatrick at this
1: point, and his ceiling is much higher. The Buffalo Bills have a minus 12-point differential. Who cares? Am, you know who cares? You know why? I'll tell you who cares. Uh, gamblers. You know why gamblers care? Because the team with the highest point differential at the end of the season is usually the team that wins the Super Bowl. It's not the team with the best record. Because football is so fluky, it's a 16 game sample size, that you can dominate 10 teams and have crappy things happen in six other games and you still be the best team in the National Football League. And so I think I. I uh, if, if the Dolphins had kept stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick, they probably would have gone 9-7, and and they would probably beat the Buffalo Bills in Week 17 to go to the playoffs. We'll never know now.
0: That's great. To, that stat is great to use at the end of the season, if it proves your point. But after a game in which they played the New York Jets, in a season in which they also beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, two teams that are competing for the number one overall pick, the point differential stat is just irrelevant at this, at
1: this juncture. You, you can take that. People in analytics disagree with you. And, and I understand what you're saying. The record is the most important thing in national football league. The process takes the backseat to the actual, the actual standings. I understand that. But given a long enough timeline, the process and the result catch up to Dolphins What they're doing right now is they are bludgeoning teams. They are, they are, they are beating the hell out of them. Um, through the air. They're beating the hell out of them in pass defense. They They have the league's best third down pass defense right now, the National Football League. This is a defense that is set up to make a playoff run. And what they're doing is they're handing the keys to a guy who's never started an NFL game, which it might be the right decision. I have not seen the practices. But we have a benchmark now for Ryan Fitzpatrick. We, we, we know what he's done with this collection of players. He is the number seven p- quarterback in the National Football League, according to QBR. I would bet you every, money in my, my, every cent in my pocket that Tua will not come close to the top ten by the end of the season.
0: So I have a question to ask you relative to what you just said, mm-hmm. and we will ask that question on, on the other side of this break. You ready? Showtime Time. on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. There's no later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. the, 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 the poster say? Yeah. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Cause I don't even. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> the Fall Guy, only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen. Star of the show. <laughs> so, in the last, at the end of the last segment in, in which you were bludgeoning me, <laughs> uh, and I felt like I was in a Trump Biden debate, and I was the guy <laughs> on the end of the, all the interruptions. Did you wish uh, you had a the mute function? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had a debate, uh, a, a, a debate, uh, whatever it is, the, the moderator, moderator who's always on my side, like <laughs> some other debates. Anyway, so you said that with with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Dolphins could have been on their way to something greater, and that with Tua, it will be less. So, if you are a veteran player. On the Miami Dolphins, you feel how about the switch today oh. from veteran
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick to rookie to a tongue of i I think they're going to take their cues from Fitz. As you astutely wrote in your column, which I encourage everyone to read on MiamiHerald.com, um, or pick up a newspaper, which makes us even more money, uh, Fitz is going to handle this the right way. I mean, he has an affinity for Tua. You saw that when he was flapping his arms like a bird uh, when Tua entered the game on Sunday. He did not have that affinity for Josh Rosen, and he's even acknowledged as such uh, in a tactful way. I asked him, well, when you do get benched for Tua, are you going to react the same way that that you did – internally at least, when you're upset they bench you for Rosen, and his response was, well, it's a different year, it's a different set of quarterbacks. And that tells you all you need to know about that. So I think Fitz is going to handle this the right way, and he's not going to let this tear apart the locker room.
0: And the locker room will then go, okay,
1: and just, <laughs> just do what
0: uh, Flo tells them. And that's it. And there is no, you know, blowback off of, Oh, my gosh, we were on our way to eight and eight. and Now we're on our way to seven and nine. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> They're better than an eight and eight team, but I, I get your point. They're
0: three and three. They're three and three. What is, so, so, Mr. Analytics,
1: mm-hmm. why don't
0: you, like, take the rest of the season after a three and three start and tell me what Analytics says about how it's going to finish.
1: Well, they have the 10th easiest schedule. I'm glad you asked this because I have the information. They have the 10th easiest schedule after playing one of the hardest beginning schedules in the National Football League. Um, so, yes, they do have the Chiefs. But they're also home against the Patriots, which they usually beat the Patriots at home, and that's the Tom Brady as their quarterback. And the, this is not that same Patriots team. Um, look, th- yes, is, is their ceiling 10-6, and 9-7? and 7? Sure. But 10-6 and 6 and 9-7 and is going to win the division this year. Because the Bills defense is atrocious. They gave up almost 500 yards last night. Uh, the only reason they didn't get blown out more is you're talking about those turnovers. Kansas City, uh, didn't take great care of the ball. Um, no, they, they are, they, the Bills have a marginally better right now on October 20th quarterback situation than the Dolphins, but I don't think it's by leaps and bounds. And I don't think that, that, that what we saw out of Josh Allen last night, Uh, I think that was the real Josh Allen. I think what we saw the first couple of weeks of the season, particularly against the Dolphins, was the youngest team in the NFL trying to figure things out, playing a 20-year-old, a quarterback, and a bad coaching decision to put him on Stephon Diggs. I think if you run that game back, the Dolphins win that game.
0: Oh, to be a lawyer in a trial where Adam Beasley is an opposing witness, because this is how I'm going to destroy you, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) You, on the one hand, just got done telling me how hard the Dolphins' schedule has been to this point. And in similar conversations during this very podcast, you've told me that the Bills are not a good team, that Josh Allen is not a good player. You obviously know that the Jets suck. They're winless. You know that Jacksonville is terrible. And you also said that New England, they come to Miami to lose with Tom Brady, and they don't have Tom Brady. So those teams that you say are so difficult at the early part of the schedule, you trash them all.
1: <laughs> well, look, right now the Buffalo Bills are the four seed in the AFC. Uh, I don't think they're going to be the four seed when the season ends. Well, maybe they will now because the Dolphins made this decision. But I, 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 I said it before the year, and I believed it 24 hours, or I believed it three hours ago, as much as I ever had, that the, the Dolphins could and probably would have win the division. If, 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 if a change of quarterback wouldn't be big. Now, I could be totally off base, and Tua could be absolutely ready and, and, and is going to go in there and light up the Rams. I mean, light them up. He's not going to have three touchdown passes. He's going to have four or five, and he's not going to throw two interceptions. He's going to throw zero or one. That would be incredible. It would also be very rare for a, a rookie quarterback to come in in their first start and do that, true or false.
0: It would be Dan Marino-like, almost. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so,
0: so, so that we're on the record. You basically think that Tua's going to suck oh, come it, on! the rest of this year. I mean, that's what you're saying. That,
1: that Fitz would have been better than Tua. That's what you said. So, for, the, for the last ten games of the season, if their number one goal, which it obviously is not, but if their number one goal is to make the playoffs this year, then yes, Fitz would have been the guy that I would have stayed with. All right. So again, you have reiterated you believe two is going to suck. <laughs> I don't say you, you're making it seem like Fitz was terrible. Fitz was the number seven quarterback in QBR. Fitz, he did he did, so many, he did so many he did so many things for this team beyond touchdowns and interceptions. And I think that's a really that's a superficial way to look at the quarterback position. Because there are things which, you know, you, you downplay a bit, but beyond his control, leading to the touchdowns and leading to drop, I mean, leading to the interceptions and leading to drop touchdowns like Preston Williams. So, yes, he has made the throws he's had to make by and large. Was he bad in the red zone against Seattle? Yes. Was he not great in the second half against the, uh, the, the Jets last week? Sure, but they had already given up on that game. They were just trying to get out of there at the win. They were up 24 to zip.
0: So, the guy that is a great leader was on a team that had given up on the game?
1: They were trying to get out of there with a win. And they did. They were up 24 to nothing. That game was over. That's and what I'm so, saying. I'm giving up, giving up on the win, as in not trying to put their foot down the throat on every single snap. They were playing, let's, let's finish this game. Let's get out with a win. Let's try to run the ball and, and, and get home. This so, is what. This is what you media do. You,
0: you're telling people how great Fitz has been, and you didn't mention that he threw three interceptions at, at New, New England. No, there's no mention of that that I've heard. He's had another game where he had three interceptions and no touchdowns.
1: I think, was that
0: in Seattle?
1: No, he, he, has, he has only had one three-interception game this year.
0: Fine, so two interceptions and no touchdowns. Which, which game was that?
1: Because uh, I know he's had one of those. Let me pull up the Ryan Fitzpatrick game log. Uh,
0: you know, I mean, let, let, why don't you just tell me that I'm right? He had one. Just give it to me, man. It, it uh, would make it would make this conversation go by a lot easier. I
1: mean, he just did. He's, you're making this guy out to be a star, and he's not a star. No, 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 no. no. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not making that him out to be a star. What I'm making him out to be is a better than average quarterback in 2020. On a team with the defense that's built to get you to the playoffs,
0: zero touchdowns, two interceptions
1: against Seattle.
0: Correct. So, so
1: he, uh, and, and, and he's had he's had two games with a zero interse- zero touchdowns and multiple interceptions. He's had four games with multiple touchdowns, including the last two with three. He completed he, he completed like seventy percent of his passes um, this season. Seventy percent of his passes, and you're benching him.
0: All right, so you're on record. You would not have benched Fitz. Not at this point, no. And I
1: understand the buy is a convenient time to do it, and I know they have to rip the Band-Aid off at some point. I think what you do is you let this thing play out a little bit more, and you see, hey, if, 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 if Fitz is the guy you think he is, and he's going to revert to the mean, and, and, and they're going to go three and five, totally fine. Make the change then. But uh, to me, in that locker room, as we were talking about – it would tough, be tough for me to swallow unless, unless they have information that we don't and Tua has been the second coming of Dan Marino in practice, which would be a huge, huge, huge change from two weeks ago when, as you, as you noted in your column, Brian Flores said he wasn't ready. So if in the last two weeks he's become Dan Marino, I stand corrected. I don't think that's what's happened. I think so. what's what happened is um, they saw an opportunity in their schedule to make a change, and they did it. So uh, let
0: me edit you here. He's not going to revert to mean. He's going to regress to mean because mean <laughs> is what he is. He's an average guy and a placeholder. And I believe that by the end of the season, mark it down, okay? By the end of the season, Fitz right now has 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I believe Tua's, while there will be difficult times for Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and I, I grant you, there will be those because he's a rookie and he's young and inexperienced and no preseason, yada yada yada. Despite all that, I believe his touchdown to interception ratio will be better than Fitzpatrick's current ten to seven.
1: Okay, so ten to seven over six games. That means uh, uh, Tua has ten games. Uh, and this would be 16 and point seven. So it calls 17 touchdowns and 11 uh, interceptions. So 17 and 11. That's that's what he has to be better than. I'm fine
0: with that. Okay. At 17 and 11, I mean that's Jay Fiedler, dude. I, and I love Jay Feedler. Jay, I love you,
1: but it's Jay Fiedler. That's, yeah, not, I mean, what to, that's seven, not what that's 17 and 11. With what is let's see what his stats are. I think his passer rating is probably in the mid 90s. I think that's a good benchmark. All right. So so there we are, and there you have it. And <laughs> and,
0: and 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 I am on record. I think I am totally fine with this change because Tua Tonga is going to be. I don't know if he's going to be great. I I am not saying that, but. It's
1: not going to be hard to be better than a journeyman quarterback. So you've got 70.1 completion percentage, 17 and 11, and a 95 passer rating. That, even if you don't look at the running, at the leadership, which you and I have to acknowledge. Tua's got leadership. Fitz is a different animal, though. I mean, Fitz <laughs> is... He should a, be. He's been in
0: the league longer than...
1: Then, then I've had a laptop. I mean, to, come total, on. To, totally, totally fair. Um, but if we're just going purely on the stats, that's what it is. 70% completions, uh, and his yards per attempt is good, too. 7.8 yards per attempt, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, a 95 passer rating. I think Tua in 2021 is definitely going to meet or, if not, surpass those numbers. I don't think he will this year. I think because of that, the Dolphins will miss the playoffs.
0: All right, so there you have it. Adam Fitzpatrick <laughs> has, has made his family stand for the FitzPatricks, for the FitzPatrick clan of Ireland, and uh, and I am on the tua tanga by of you know Hawaii and parts, <laughs> Look, parts your,
1: Pacific. Your side, your side is a lot more fun. Okay. Uh, it's the side that everybody wants to be on it's a side with all kinds of attention our clicks are going to go through the roof I think from a marketing and an exposure standpoint it's awesome I think right now in week 7 it's the wrong football move
0: alright I, I expect I'm going to love hearing that conversation between you and Flo then, <laughs> <laughs> Flo how would that question go Beasley take us out with that question to Flo
1: Uh, Brian, um, you've many times said that winning the next game is the only thing you care about. Why is Tua the right person for that, considering Ryan Fitzpatrick has played in an above-average way this year?
0: That's a very good question. And I would edit your question thusly considering I'm a big fan and a fanboy of of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm going to hold my breath if you really do. <laughs> if you could ask that question, I, 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 you know, hey, man, I'll pay your mortgage next month.
1: <laughs> uh, you might need to because I might be off the beat. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so that's our edition of this week's Dolphins in Depth podcast. Join us next week when we find out, how the actual question to Brian, Brian uh, Flores actually went <laughs> from Adam Beasley. Uh, join us then.